feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Breaking news. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, some not-so-surprising news, but it sounds like a dose of reality coming from New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who just a little bit ago admitted that the migrant crisis meeting that he had in Washington was not worth, I guess, the quarter that it cost him. He didn't have congestion pricing. It would have been a lot more at that point. But he says that it was fruitless, that, quote, help is not on the way. That is a really alarming message because, of course, he was saying he was going down to Washington, D.C. to plead and hopefully get some federal aid to help New York City with the migrant crisis. And at the end of an unrelated news conference that he had, he said, I did not leave with any optimism and believes that he left with the cold reality that, quote, help is not on the way in the immediate future. That is not a good sign. And obviously, you could tell by even some of the mixed messages about the meetings, because at first there were reports that he was going down maybe for big meetings at the White House. Then we heard that there might have just been a holiday party where he might run into somebody down in D.C. And then it got back to maybe there were some meetings. So it's still a little unclear who he met with. We do know that he did meet with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and also Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader there in the House. But again, saying, well, this could have been done in New York, according to one source close to Eric Adams. And you could tell, by the way, that they have been treating him that it wasn't going to be productive. I mean, remember the last time he was going down to D.C., his main fundraiser got raided by the FBI. And then they stopped him on the streets, full-blown, and said, "Uh, can we see you, Mr. Mayor? We want to get your phones and your iPads and look for everything. So this has just been a mess from the beginning. And it comes as we're also hearing some new numbers that at least 150 thousand illegal migrants have now crossed through New York City. That is a big, big number, and they are keeping on coming. It also comes as in the last few days, we have had the highest number of people to cross our U.S. southern border in American history. 12,000 crossed on Tuesday of this week alone. And we have heard in the past where different secretaries of Homeland Security said, boy, if we have one or two or 3,000, that's a lot of them. Now there are as many as 12,000 in one day. And by the way, in just the last month and a half or so, there have been almost 500,000 of them that have crossed our U.S. southern border alone. That doesn't include the northern border. That doesn't include a lot of them. So this is a real mess. And again, the big headline tonight is that New York City Mayor Eric Adams saying after his meetings in Washington, he has no faith that help is on the way. He does not feel 
like this was productive. Let's go to our callers. Let's go to Mordecai in New Jersey on line two. Mordecai, your thoughts about all of this. Hi, Rita. I hope everything's going well with you. Um, I just wanted to quickly say, you know, look, um, you guys, I know you guys have the recordings because I hear it all the time on your station. Eric Adams started out by saying, uh, you know, this is Greg Abbott's fault and racism, this and this and that, and, and that, you know, we're a welcoming city, sanctuary city. The same thing that Murphy did in New Jersey. It's not a pro- It's not a big of a problem as it, he- as it is here in New York. But, um, look, he dug, his, he dug his own hole himself, and now he has to dig himself out. I mean, he knows from those two uh, surveys over the past couple of days, his approval rating is at 28%. And the, we, you and I both know that the 28% that approve of it are the ones that want to see this country burning. So those are the people that say he's doing a great job. But anyway. Well, and, and by the way, when you say he dug his own hole, I agree with you because he was telegraphing out there, hey, come on into New York City, come one, come all. And then he complains and says, why are they coming? Well, they're coming because they get the freebies, and the word is passed around at the border that they get the freebies. And, look, I'm glad he's at least sounding the alarm. A lot of these blue city mayors aren't even sounding the alarm. Uh, but I also think that, clearly, the White House doesn't want him to sound the alarm. They want him uh, to be quiet. Uh, they don't even seem to want to even meet with him. It doesn't sound – I mean, the fact that he went down there to speak with two uh, New York lawmakers, who he knows well, he could have just picked up the phone or met with them in New York – uh, they're in New York, by the way, now. You know, they travel on the weekends. It's not like he needed to go down there. Uh, and clearly, and if you looked at his schedule, it kept changing and switching and all that stuff. So even he didn't really know what to expect, who he was even meeting with. So don't put it out there that you're going to go down there unless maybe they said he was going to meet with them. And then they pulled the rug out and said, oh, no, we're not. They did another what they did the last time and sort of switch a roux on them or a surprise a roux. Uh, what do you think happened here, Mordecai? Because it's like like we couldn't get a straight answer on who he was meeting with and when. Because uh, I think he probably wasn't getting a straight answer, Mordecai. I think that he thought that if he went over there because he's the mayor of New York and he waited in someone's office, whoever he was going to meet, that somehow, some way, he would get the answer that he was looking for. And he was uh, very rudely awakened and very sadly mistaken. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that was a good rhyme. I'll, I'll definitely. I'll give you. I'll give you that, Mordecai. Thank you. I agree with you. By the way, too. Uh, I think that that was part and parcel of what uh, he thought would happen. And maybe he thought, okay, if I go down there again, or who knows? Maybe they're like, hey, come on down. And then, oh no, we're uh, going to embarrass you again because they don't like the fact that he's even sounding the alarm, even though all of us would like him to be sounding it a lot more. Uh, let's go to Al, line three in Yonkers. Al, your thoughts about Eric Adams saying help is not on the way. Yeah, hi, Rita. You know, uh, this situation with Mayor Adams going down to Washington and uh, the uh, President Biden and his inner circle telling him basically that there'll be no financial support coming, uh, it reminds me a lot from the mid-1970s when then uh, Mayor A. Beam went down with you, Kerry, to meet with Gerald Ford and his inner circle and asking to uh, for a bailout with the fiscal crisis. Right. Then. Yep. And they didn't help him at all. And it probably definitely cost him a second term, meaning a B. So what do you think are the political repercussions for Eric Adams in this case? I think it's uh, too premature because it's his midterm. And even though his the poll had him uh, 
you know, doing poorly among New Yorkers, his base was still solidified, uh, black African-Americans. So he's still got some time to regroup. Yeah, I do, too. And I also think uh, a lot of people are wondering how much of this that's happening to him is a result of the White House not liking him for speaking out. Um, Some of it just seems a little too odd, like that they would kind of play with him on this one. And they clearly I mean, what when you want to go after a mayor of New York and you want to get his iPhone and you want to get, you know, his iPad, all of his devices to see who he's in communication with. They're going after his fundraiser. Um, If that's the case, you don't have to embarrass him in the middle of a street, a busy street. It was when he got out of some event. Uh, They could have, like, called him or they could have showed up in his office privately or something. I mean, it seemed like it was a very public sort of embarrassment, like they're trying to send a message. And so for all of these reasons, um, it seems a bit heavy handed, but orchestrated, if you will. And now here he's going down again. And I would I would think he wouldn't go down if he didn't have something that he thought was set up because it sounded like at the press conference earlier this week that he thought everything was all set up. And then suddenly, like the next thing was like, well, he's just going down to meet with Chuck Schumer. And I'm thinking, well, he could again meet in New York for that. He doesn't have to go down. Oh, he's meeting with Hakeem Jeffries and it's a holiday party. It's not a meeting. So, I mean, there's there's so many questions here and you have to wonder who's playing games with who. Uh, But also to your political point, I do agree he can turn some of this around. But I don't know how you turn the migrant crisis around. That's what is just I think it's almost irreversible because unless you say seal the border and unless you say I'm going to take everybody who's here and turn them around and send them on buses to Joe Biden's house in Washington or to Kamala Harris's house in Washington, I don't know how you turn it around. And we're on a fiscal cliff, as all of you know, in New York, too. So there are so many issues here. Uh, let's go to Alice in Ohio. Alice, what do you make of this uh, admission? Help's not on the way. Well, uh, the, even from a distance, you can say that this is a catastrophe. And from a distance, too, I can see that uh, Mayor Adams uh, has stepped on some political feet. They don't want anything to do with him. Didn't he say something He was something that was adverse to the, the administration? Yeah, well, well he I, was one of the first ones, and I'd say bravo to him on this, for criticizing Biden. He's like, you know what, look, I think uh, the Biden administration needs to do more. Uh, the border needs to be secure. And that was like not an epiphany to anybody with two eyes. Um, but it seems like to the Biden administration, no one's supposed to question the border. Uh, that was a no-no in the Biden's world, you know. So I think... Uh, they didn't like him being even semi-outspoken about the issue, even though you could contend he created the crisis. He said, come one, come all. He blames it on, you know, the sanctuary city charter. But people say that doesn't apply to migrants. He doesn't seem to be challenging it. So, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of mistakes here, uh, but they don't seem to be happy. He seems to like be in this bind where now they're here. I think he was counting on the D.C. money didn't get it, and then he started calling them out, as he should have to the beginning. He should have been calling out some of his own policies, too. Uh, Your thoughts, Alice, where this goes? Well, um, some time ago, I heard Curtis Lee say something about uh, direct the buses to uh, the Port Authority, world's largest parking lot, and have uh, authorities there to meet them. Let these people get off and use the facilities, have box lunches ready for them. Send them any place. There is, there is, 
I, I haven't heard anything mentioned on the station about Sanctuary City being a law. Well, that but so, that's but that is what they hide under. Um, by the way, I, and I did think that was a great idea when Curtis did say that. I remember him saying, you know, yeah, if they come all the way here, give them, let them go to the bathroom, but send them right back on the buses. Um, and and I agree. I wish this administration would do the remain in Mexico, so we didn't even have to worry about this. It is such nonsense. It is such utter nonsense that we're in this situation and New York again being on this fiscal cliff in the middle of it all. Uh, let's go to Larry in Staten Island. Larry, uh, what a mess. Oh, tremendous mess. Rita, I want to wish all our brothers and sisters happy Hanukkah. To Absolutely. Them and Absolutely. And a safe and, and a great, healthy and happy holiday. I agree, Larry. Thank you to everybody. Uh, Eric Adams dug his own political grave here. He thought this was going to uh, uh, benefit him politically. Uh, to start him, and it backfired him on him. Uh, he went down to Washington. Uh, now he's blaming the president, Joe Biden, and everybody else on him for money. He's going out there with a tin can now. He created this Frankenstein because the numbers are just off the wall. The numbers are just off the wall. They're just going to keep coming and coming and coming. And I, I'm very, I feel bad for Eric, uh, but uh, it's too late. It's too late, Eric. Uh, you lost this battle. And you lost a lot of other battles. Uh, you talk a good game, particularly with the crime. Anything you talk about, uh, you, you talk a good game, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't come to uh, bad fruition. Yeah, and, and by the way, you can't sit there and say, uh, you know, come one, come all. Uh, it's like saying to everybody, hey, I'm going to invite you to a party. Uh, free food, free drinks, free everything. And then suddenly uh, your small house has like 500 people in it. And you wonder, how? why did they come? You know, I mean, obviously they came because you said everything's free. We're going to take care of you. And uh, like you said, he telegraphed it on the campaign trail. I think he never imagined he would be in the situation where suddenly there would be at this point 150,000 of them coming through New York. Those are just the ones we know of. It may be a heck of a lot more than we even know of. Uh, but that's what they estimate have come through New York, that 150,000. And they're just going to keep on coming and coming and coming. Uh, I told you just now that it was 12,000 one day alone on our southern border. And it's about to get a lot worse. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls on The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Because I love the Bee Gees. I haven't heard this song in forever. Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. And I think one of the Bee Gees just recently got a Kennedy Center Honors, if I remember. 
Uh, one of the guys there, I think. They are great, I believe. I believe. But I love the Bee Gees. They're timeless. They are timeless. And the migrants are trying to not just stay alive. They're trying to stay in New York. And Eric Adams doesn't seem to be pushing him out. All he is saying is, if we could get a little more moolah, then we could just take care of more of them. But if you listen to a lot of New York voters, they're going, you know, we don't really want a migrant shelter in our community. We don't really think it's a good idea, especially near kids' schools. We don't really think it's a great idea to have what looks like 80 or 90 percent adult males Uh, And we have no idea if they're vetted for health or criminal issues and have them roaming around in our neighborhood. And I think this wasn't really thought out by many people in this city when they said, oh, come on. Yeah, we accept everybody. And now when it's happening and you go to D.C. with a tin cup and saying, hey, please, we're asking you once again. D.C. seems to be thumbing their nose at Eric Adams in a very public, blatant way. Uh, And maybe it is because he spoke out and they don't like it or maybe they just don't want to help and they just feel like it's every local jurisdiction's problem. And they should be helping, by the way, especially Biden. He created this crisis. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Dom, what a disaster this is. Well, Rita, question of the day that was asked by a news reporter on TV the other day is, is Trump mentally fit to become president? And my answer is absolutely, because the only person that can fix this mess is a madman with orange hair. So, <laughs> having, having, having said that, it was also in the news that Washington Post, WAPOST workers are on strike and demand to work from home two days a week and a month-long sabbatical. So Biden is essentially doing them maybe a favor by throwing open the borders because, you know, they can hire some of these people to the Washington Post and rename it Wal Jazeera. (laughs) Tom, you are great. You always have the best lines. I like that. Wal Jazeera. Yeah. How do you like them saying, yeah, we need a month off? I mean, what kind of planet are these people living in? Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great men and women in uniform, our terrific law enforcement from across the country. This story coming from Laredo, Texas where local police and Target stores came together for a special Heroes and Helpers initiative this week. Thirteen students from Troutman Elementary School there were selected based on their exceptional academic achievements and heartfelt letters expressing their holiday wishes. Target then provided each of those students with a $100 gift card to embark on a joyful shopping spree accompanied by dedicated police officers. The day was filled with laughter and excitement as students explored the aisles, selecting gifts that would make their Christmas and other Hanukkah dreams come true. 
officers not only ensured a memorable shopping experience, but also contributed additional funds if the students succeeded their given amount. And wrapping up the event, the young shoppers and the officers joined forces to wrap gifts together and also enjoy some different holiday treats. What a beautiful story about the community and also law enforcement working together and doing something really beautiful. And bravo also to Target stores for making that happen as well. Well, we are talking about money and it is ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching for New York. Uh, they are saying, of course, that it is expected to cost uh, in the very near future about $12 billion. That's it for the migrant crisis in New York. What a mess this has become. And still the battles over migrant shelters are beefing up. And now we know that Mayor Eric Adams tried, yet it was a tenth time that he was in D.C. Get this, one, two, I mean, one, one, oh, tenth uh, time that his honor was in D.C. to seek help about the crush of asylum seekers that has totally been overwhelming the Big Apple And there is clearly no more room at the end. We're hearing stories all over the country. There was a story in Boston just recently where folks were coming in for the Army-Navy game, some veterans, and they got booted because they needed the place, the hotel for migrants. And we're hearing of so many of these stories happening in New York City hotels as well. And the price tab is just unaffordable. It's unsustainable. And it's also could have been clearly prevented. And yet we telegraph, not me, uh, but the mayor and others telegraphed, hey, come on, come one, come all. And now it looks like Washington, D.C., on his 10th trip, once again is thumbing its nose at Eric Adams and saying, "Uh uh-uh, so much so that Adams had to admit today after a press conference about the migrant crisis and D.C.'s help, quote, Help is not on the way. 1-800-848-9222. What does that mean for New York? That is a really bad sign. Let's go to Susan, line five. Susan, what do you think? Okay, this is a disaster. First of all, according to what I've listened to on this station, which I highly regard, Curtis Lewa and others have said that There is nothing even in the law written in stone that we, that New York City is a sanctuary city. This is a made up thing. No one vote, no elected officials have made this, uh, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in any kind of legal matter. And Mayor Adams, he is, in my opinion, completely, completely, all of this is on his shoulders. And I'm just going to say something else, that my opinion, that maybe some of the substances that he has, um, you know, uh, acclaimed and uh, promoted on uh, national TV, uh, that maybe his judgment and his grandiose that he has a real problem. Now it's all coming down on him, and it's a... But, but you know the problem, Susan? It's not just coming down on him. 
It's coming down on us. It's coming down on the residents. I mean, I didn't say I don't I don't remember pulling a lever and saying, boy, I can't wait to have every single illegal migrant come to New York and cut you, you know, our services and that we're going to fund them. I mean, if somebody said that, I would I would say, what are you smoking? You know, uh, so to your point about uh, drugs or whatever else, I, I mean, I think that isn't it wasn't an impairment. What I think, Susan, was like a lot of other Democrats, they want to have these people come in. They thought it sounds like a good talking point on the campaign trail. Uh, the Democrats always say that they're the party of inclusion, even though Rashida Tlaib clearly uh, uh, sides with Hamas. But that's a whole other matter. That's beside it. If you look at some of her comments, some of them are seem to be sympathetic for sure. Uh, I'm I'm kidding in terms of who uh, you know the siding, but but as we're talking about all of this. That is sort of a political talking point. And I think he went out on the campaign and said, hey, come one, come all. Uh, we want to be the, the party of inclusion. The GOP is this. The Democrats are the ones, the big tent. We want to bring everybody in. And and yet we don't have enough tents to put all the migrants in. And they're going to keep on coming. And if Joe Biden, uh, look, he's in office, you know, another year. So if you look at that. That's a lot of migrants that could come in. This year alone, Susan, 2.4 million on record encounters, about 1.7 gotaways. Uh, you do the math. That is really frightening of how many people are in this country. And it really scares me to think about how many more could come in just the next year alone. So I think, I think he thought, oh, this sounds great. We can bring them all in. It sounds really good when you're on the campaign trail. And I think he meant it for the first maybe a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand even. And then suddenly when the buses just kept on coming, it was like, whoa, whoa, I, I didn't really mean that. You know, I mean, and how could he not think this through, Susan? I mean, that's what's astounding to me. Your thoughts about that? Because when you say, hey, come one, come all, we're going to give you a free housing. We're going to give you free phone. We're going to give you free food. And they hear that they're put up in a four-star hotel. The minute he said, we're putting you up in this hotel, you can get room service. I mean, these are nice hotels. We should be taking care of American citizens first before we do this. Your thoughts? Well, come on. This is... I think any, uh, you know, high school it's, uh, from one of our elite um, high schools could figure this out, that the economics of this, you know, he's just, this is a grandiose, uh, egotistical path that he went on, which was, there was no, there was no path of success. In fact, is a path of success, of total failure. And I fear, I do fear that this is going to be the nail in the coffin between uh, this out of control uh, migrants and then congestion pricing and all these things. I totally fear because I grew up outside of Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And I Things that happen there, I see a coral well that um, I don't want it to happen. I pray. Uh, I am very, very concerned. Yeah, me too. Me too, Susan. I am really troubled. And I can't imagine it getting worse in New York. 
uh, but it seems like it's going to, especially, I mean, that is not a positive sign that he leaves D.C. saying help is not on the way. Uh, Good luck. And you're right. I think the White House also wants him to be in a bind because he has spoken out. Uh, Maybe there's some quiet agreement, but also they should be doing some funding. New York State should be doing some. I I think the whole philosophy, there shouldn't be any. Uh, But at least short term, they should be helping and they're not. So there's a lot of politics, I think, at play here. And they don't like him. And they clearly are trying to throw him under the bus. And I think in turn, he's trying to throw all of us under the bus because uh, why are we having suddenly 150,000 migrants? They are everywhere on the streets of New York. And a lot of them are driving these little bikes, too. Like if you go, you walk outside any street and you're like, whoa, who's that? It's like 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 today. I just saw uh, about an hour or two ago, two of them going through a red light. They were shouting at each other in Spanish. They were going down there. Neither one of them had lights on. I don't know if they're illegal migrants, but I'm told that many of these delivery guys are. So, you know, they seem to be having a free-for-all in New York City at our expense. Let's go to Kenneth, Indiana. Kenneth, your thoughts. Rita, listening to your show every night is like getting hit in the head with a Valentine's card. You are on the money. I love this show. But I hate to break the news to the audience. They want them in this country, the illegals. They're going to flood this country, whether it's legal or illegally. If you notice, the legals come in. They have what's called the Unification Act. Once they come in, they can bring their whole family in. All of a sudden, one guy has 50 brothers and 200 sisters. And and you know what also, too, Kenneth, also that in many cases, they also – uh, have these pretend like, you know, it's suddenly somebody like borrows a child and, oh, this is my son. You know, it, it's like that famous scene on the Titanic. Uh, the guy, I don't know if you remember the life lifeboat out and the, the guy who was not the nice guy. I just watched it recently. I love that movie. It's a great one. Um, and the song is great too, of course. But, um, but you see him and he's like, oh, let me just grab this baby. So he knows he can get on the, yeah, get on the lifeboat. That's almost what they're doing. Oh, let me cross the border. Oh, let me borrow this child. So a lot of them aren't even relatives. And, and how sad for the kids. That's It is so, so heartbreaking. Great points. Thank you very much. Let's go to Rocco, line four. Rocco, uh, boy, did uh, the mayor get uh, a mouthful or uh, were they the jokes on him? The jokes on him, Rita. You called it exactly right, my lovely Polish princess. They're playing him like a fiddle. They're playing him inside and out, and he doesn't know which way his head is spinning. They're using and abusing him, and he's taking it like a rag doll, Rita. Oh, yeah. The mayor is not too swift, and he's on the outside, not on the inside. They want to dump this on him. They don't want to be put in the same boat as the migrants. It's all the mayor's fault, not Rocco. Biden. Yeah, but 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 it is Biden's fault too. You got to admit. I mean, the open border. Yes, the migrant crisis. A lot of the problems uh, clearly are the mayor and his policies in New York, um, and others too that are working with his administration. But also look at the border. That's not his fault. That's Biden's fault. That is all on Biden and Mayorkas and anybody who's carrying out these ludicrous policies that clearly have created an open border. Don't you agree? I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around, uh, but I can name a few right away. Sure, Rita. It absolutely is. I'm being a little facetious as far as the blame being all of Adams. 
it's bribe me Biden and his gang of cohort socialists there in the White House that are precipitating the situation for sure. Absolutely, positively, bribe me Biden and his son, blowhard Biden, are responsible, okay? Yeah, he's going free. He's going to be pardoned, all right? So this is all nonsense that they indicted his son, Hunter. By the way, Rocco, and you threw out a whole other topic, which I will be talking about too, but I agree with you. I think wherever it goes, uh, especially, and I think it's not going to be pretty short term for him or for the president, because the president, they're going to have the impeachment inquiry vote next week. Uh, it certainly doesn't look good that he's out there uh, touting uh, gun control and also tax cheats when his son is both, has a problem with both. But I think you're right. I think if it ultimately gets to where his son is charged, he's going to pardon him. And I'm not convinced, by the way, Rocco, I am not convinced Joe Biden is going to be uh, the one going up against Donald Trump next November. I really don't. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, there's a good tease. I'll talk about that. Later on, let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Line five, Phil, on this migrant crisis. What a mess. Yeah. Hi, Rita. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. But I'm not surprised that they uh, came back and gave, it looks like, Eric Adams nothing. Well, this is the whole plan. It's a two-part, two-and-a-half-part plan. The first part is to flood the country with these characters, in the major cities especially, because that's where in New York and Jersey and California, that's where you get the Democratic vote. What's going to happen is Biden, before he retires, is going to push an amnesty bill. He's going to give all these people amnesty. The Senate, consisting of Democrats and, and idiotic, damn fool, moronic Republicans, might even pass it. So now you've got 12 million new citizens all of a sudden. OK, the point is. That these people, number one, their their presence here is not the fault of Biden. It is not the fault of, of Eric Adams. It is the fault of us. We, the people, sit back. We moan and groan. Three quarters of New Yorkers are mamby-pamby. Oh, it's so bad. Let me call a talk show and complain about it. No. The second part of the plan is you can get out of this 150,000 illegals in New York. You've got about maybe... 30% of them, think about 40,000, were young, able-bodied men of military age. What happens if these guys start trouble everywhere? What if they organize and start trouble, their own gangs? What will that do to the police? The police are going to be diminished if they do anything at all right now. The point is we are facing a, a crisis. This is a Trojan horse that when it explodes, I'm telling you, New York, I can guarantee it from my military background, I sense it. New York is going to go under martial law for months just to contain these these people, these young men of military age who are illegals. And the rest of it is, why don't people, if they're so upset about this, why don't they just go over to the Roosevelt Hotel, get about two or 3,000 people with two-by-fours, and, and start banging on the doors and saying, no more, go home. Yeah, you don't uh, want to, Phil, hang on. You don't want to, like, uh, you know, uh, become like Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry. I mean, that ain't going to work. But uh, I hear you what you're saying in terms of frustration. And by the way, when there were those protests, remember, I think it was the grandmothers in Staten Island who were screaming at that bus saying, go home, go home. Um, they turned around the bus. They were like, we don't want to be here. This is not like a, a friendly neighborhood. 
Um, so I think vocally it's okay. But I also, listen, I, it isn't necessarily the migrants' fault. I mean, I don't blame them for wanting to come to America, especially if somebody says we're going to give you all these freebies. It is the policies of this city and it is the policies of this president. So there are so many issues right now that created this crisis. Uh, so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think the dirty Harry approach is the best one. Although I love Clint Eastwood, he's a great actor. Uh, what was it uh, Torino? What was the the El Torino? Remember, he was like, "Get off my lawn, kid." Remember that whole thing? <laughs> you don't want to do that, Phil. But I do think that um, the peaceful protests that we have seen. And I think uh, letting the mayor and certainly letting the president know, uh, boy, is definitely deserved because this is a crisis. I hope it doesn't get to what you're talking about in terms of uh, martial law. Uh, But we are certainly in a mess. I'll give you that. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Maybe this is my song to Stan, who always calls, you know, and drives me nuts. This could be Stan, but although Stan and I have had, you know, we've been agreeing a lot of late because we both stand strong for Israel. So there has been a kumbaya and a tonica, so that's appropriate. What do you think about the migrant crisis? Because that is breaking my heart. And when I look at what is happening to New York City and so many cities across this country, we cannot handle it. And now big news tonight that Eric Adams is admitting after his 10th visit to D.C. to get help on the asylum crush that is dominating New York every turn and our wallets at every turn. And as he's looking at cutting services at every turn, he was turned away and told help is not on the way. Let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Line five, Pete. Hi, Rita. How you doing? It's been a while. I know. Have you been? uh, How how is Renee? How's your wonderful wife? Yeah, no, everything's good. We were having a little health issue, but that's behind us. And I wanted to let you know what's going on in Staten Island. Me being that you mentioned the grandmothers that were yelling and pounding and everything. Yeah, actually, do do me a favor, Pete, because I love you. Will you stay with us? We're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back because I do want to hear your okay. thoughts because you're right. It was all those uh, grandmothers screaming and shouting. You can give me the update on Staten Island. And uh, and I'm glad that you're doing better. We're going to continue with this and also talk Hunter Biden, too.